Good afternoon and good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Loyalty series. On this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they're seeing, hearing, and doing in the world of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we had the pleasure of speaking with Kim Clank, the Growth Marketing Director for Branch Insurance. So they're actually based in Columbus, uh, kind of an upstart company doing some very unique things in the insurance industry. So looking forward to talking to Kim. How are you today? Doing well, Mark. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, for those who don't know uh, about uh, your company, uh, Brand Insurance, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys are, how you do, and what you do it, and how you do it? Absolutely. So, Branch Insurance is new to the industry. We actually launched last August, 2019, in the state of Ohio. Uh, we are now live in five states. We bundle home and auto insurance with just your name and address completely online. So all we need, like I said, are those two pieces of information. We're going to present you with a bundled offer if we're able to. Um, and then hopefully we will pass along some pretty good savings to you. The way that we're able to do the savings um, is by, you know, pricing everyone online. Our hope is that by lowering the cost of insurance, uh, we make insurance more affordable for everybody. And so everyone in our community is able to benefit and therefore hopefully be insured, stay insured, uh, and it works best for everybody. Okay. So how do you do that with this kind of name and address? Do you pull DMV records? You've access to DMV records. Obviously there's, there's first party, uh, sorry, third party data on just about anything. Just uh, always interesting and in, uh, in how people kind of amalgamate those disparate data sets and, and, and kind of uh, again, do what you're doing, especially. Yeah, so what we're doing is kind of building a puzzle with your information. So we grab just those two pieces of information. We use that to then build out another piece of the puzzle uh, and go make other calls to gather additional data. We are doing the initial soft credit pull. We're looking at your driving record. Um, so we're gathering everything else that every other insurance company is also looking at as well. It's just that we're using the data in a very unique way to build out that holistic view of you um, and use different pieces of data to gather more information and more information until we have that whole picture. The really amazing thing to me is that all of that takes about 10 seconds once you put in your information. So Joe Emerson is our head of technology and uh, has created a really seamless product there on the back end. Okay. Excellent. Uh, can you just a little bit about yourself and your role with uh, Branch? Yeah, so I lead growth marketing here at Branch. Um, so I have the pleasure of working with our business development team, our sales team, and of course, our marketing team. Um, and so everything that I focus on day over day is how do we continue to expand our community and our five states that we have um, and get the word out and start building this wonderful brand that we have. We do have kind of a different model. Uh, we're not doing television ads. We don't typically have a pretty big uh, marketing spend month over month. We're trying to really get the word out through our loyalty programs um, and through just word of mouth. And that will hopefully allow us to continue to grow at a cheaper cost and therefore pass on more of that savings to our clients. Okay, great. Um, in July, you had uh, about a thousand customers. You're primarily in Ohio. Now you're in five different states, uh, growing rapidly. You know, can you? Uh, I guess your goal is to be in eight percent of the population by the end of, of 2021. You know, how is that plan going? And kind of what are you seeing as you grow so rapidly? Yeah, we had a great announcement in the end of June. We raised 24 million in our Series A fundraise, uh, which is most of that is going to go straight towards state expansion for us. 
Um, so we're doing a unique state expansion as well. So we launched at the end of July the branch insurance exchange, um, which allows us to then therefore write on our own paper in the state of Ohio. So Ohio is our largest state, um, followed by Texas right now. And um, we are slowly rolling all of our states over to you know, the branch insurance exchange while we continue to expand as an MGA in other states across the country. Um, and like you said, you know, the goal by the end of next year is to be available to 80% of the U.S. population. Uh, we have a couple of states I think that will come out still before the end of the year is my hope uh, with a big Q1 announcement on some additional states. Okay. So you mentioned writing on your own paper. Uh, for those of us not in the industry, and I, I always love to understand kind of what industries do and how they do it. Well, what does that mean? And, and, and how does that differ than maybe not being able to write on your own paper? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we right now have a relationship with SCORE. Um, they are the fourth largest reinsurer in the, in the world, actually. Um, and they have allowed us to, you know, help help us grow into this business. So insurance has some weird caveats that aren't in other industries. Uh, there are certain time limits that you have to be around. There's certain amount of money that you have to have in the bank before you can get into other states. So for example, Mark, if I wrote your home and auto insurance policy today, and let's say the worst thing possible happened and your home were to burn down tomorrow, I obviously need to have enough money in the bank to make sure that I'm covering that. Uh, it's pretty difficult to have that money in the bank as a basic startup, especially when your goal is to grow and continue to write policies. So we were able to leverage our relationship with SCORE um, to help us start growing. And now, you know, we're starting to learn how to stand on our own two feet a little bit um, and be able to take some more of that ownership. We actually launched, like I said, the reciprocal exchange at the end of July. It's the first one to launch in Ohio in 75 years. So very proud moment for us. That's awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your, your customer loyalty program, customer loyalty approach, what that means to uh, a branch and how that uh, will impact some of, uh, of your goals going forward? Yeah, this is huge for branch. Uh, everything we do is founded in the community. The community is the root of our company. Um, and really what we believe is that insurance has kind of lost its way. Insurance was meant to be this community program. So you and I lived in a neighborhood together. We pooled our money together into a pot. And if something were to happen to your home, you know, you took from the pot and then we replenished it. It's that whole neighborhood getting each other's back idea. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do here with branch. Um, and the biggest way that we think we can do that is we've got two community programs that we're running right now. One is called My Community, and the other is um, the Community Pledge program. Community Pledge is live in four of our five states. And what that does is essentially, you know, Mark, I refer you into Branch. I'm going to get a gift card for referring you in. Um, and then once you become a member with Branch, I'm going to say, I'm going to take the community pledge for you, which means, you know, I think Mark's a decent guy. I don't think he's going to defraud the company when times get tough. Um, and so when you do get into an accident, we're going to resurface that back to you and say, hey, Mark, Kim said, you know, you're a pretty decent human being. We just want to let you know we're going to expedite you in through the claims process. We're going to take care of you as good as possible, um, and we know that our community believes in you. Uh, insurance fraud is a real big problem in the United States, so what we're attempting to do there is, you know, bring your community in with our community. You obviously know these people that you're referring branch to and also helping to save this money. Our hope is then that we're lowering the risk of insurance fraud. And then from my community perspective, this is live in two of our states right now. 
but ultimately, if I were to refer you into Branch and you joined, uh, just for being a part of my community, you and I would both get a discount on our insurance through the life of the time that we're with Branch, as long as both of us remain a member of Branch. So you could see, as we roll into a new state, if you get in on the ground floor of this, uh, right now we're live in Arizona and Missouri, um, those people can get massive discounts on their insurance. In fact, we've gotten it approved up to 50% off the lifetime of your insurance. So big savings there just by introducing us to your community. That's awesome. Okay. So uh, customer loyalty obviously very important to you. Uh, getting back to a comment, almost it's roots, right? So in essence, in your community, you're vouching for someone or vouching for someone that, that you believe will be a good fit, uh, is a good risk. So um, it, it's kind of another data point in essence that really allows you to, from a look-like modeling perspective, change, share the same passion, preference, interests, to really help you mitigate some potential risk uh, barriers, correct? Absolutely. Um, interesting. So what is the, you know, what are some goals for your loyalty program going forward? How are you gonna measure the success or kind of the, the you know, what are your KPIs? What are you looking at going forward? Yeah, so we track kind of this web of referrals that we're getting and, you know, how many people you're taking the community pledge for and then ultimately what happens as you go into a claim process. So we're hoping to see both of these programs mature. Uh, the goal here is that this will be a significant amount of our leads that we're bringing in and our policies that are on the books. Uh, my hope would be a pretty sky-high um, goal would be that this is 10% of our business by the end of 2021, um, which is much higher than we have forecasted out. Uh, but I think this, the power of community here is just so strong. I was actually reading last night, I read the Accenture kind of results on loyalty programs and 90% of businesses today have some sort of loyalty program, right? So it's like, how do we make ours stand out and make it worth your time? It's one thing to tell you, hey, Mark, we've got this great program. It's a completely other thing to show you the benefit of that and make sure that you're feeling the rewards and that you're feeling the value of being a branch community member. Um, especially when you think about an insurance, really the only time you're thinking about me is when you need to purchase because you're buying a new home or a new car uh, or it's the worst day of your life, right? You've gotten into an accident or something's happened with your house. Um, and really, those are not fun times. It does give insurance a little bit of a bad rep on those are the only times you're thinking about your insurance company. So if we can help build our community with yours uh, and help grow us in a much more natural way, I think it's just it makes everybody feel better around those circumstances as well. Okay, great. Um, personalization, obviously very important here. You uh, have people referring in, so hopefully there's some, some shared interest. When you look at personalization, you know, how are you looking to improve personalization efforts? You're not going to do traditional media. You know, what, what does it mean in, when you look at uh, you know, trying to get that, that next customer who's kind of a lookalike customer, similar interests, similar passions? What, what does personalization mean to you? Yeah, so I mean, I think 2020 has thrown us all for a loop in the marketing world. Um, it's crazy to me how, you know, what started as kind of the Amazon model a few years ago is now what everyone expects, right? So it's, it is frustrating to me, even when I log into a site, and it's like, what, you don't know exactly what I want to buy and exactly what I'm looking for. And you don't know who I am. What's wrong with you? You know, there's so much data out there in the world today. I think the big differentiator for us will be, can we start harnessing that data and make it a valuable experience? We seem to be, no matter what happens, 
running out of time in the day. There's so many things that are calling for our attention. There's so much that's asking for us to give it time and like parts of our brain that we just don't even want to give up anymore. Um, and there's so many distractions throughout the day. So for us, I think it'll be, you know, how can we personalize this experience to make it worthwhile, easy for you to use, uh, and something that's just so simple that you do it, right? You're not going to refer friends and family if you have to climb through hurdles to do it. Um, and so it would be really beneficial for us as we start building these out to, one, we make it so easy to say, you know, hey, you're now a member of Branch. We're going to scan your contacts. We'll let you know who else is. And by the way, by us doing this, we're just basically giving you these discounts. You just have to ask them to, you know, take the pledge for you. So there's, um, there's some simplicity there, but I think simplicity is key when it comes to personalizing experiences. While it might be a lot of data on the back end, can the consumer have a very seamless, easy process as they're going through this? Okay. When you look at uh, communication, communication cadence, obviously very important. The community, do you have a formal community where uh, brands can, uh, sorry, customers can, can, can engage with other around topics or trends. Um, do you have kind of a formal community offering? We do not right now. It's something that we've been talking about. Uh, but again, how do we do that without just being noise back to the consumer? Um, so right now, everything's done through a mobile app. So you could request roadside assistance, access a claim, request your, or access your, um, insurance cards all through the mobile app. You can also then go in there to take part of these community discount programs that we're offering. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'd probably need to get to a place where we've got a sounding board. I think SoFi does a really great job at this, at not being noise and still providing value to their customers uh, by generating these communities of people that are looking for savings tips or how to pay off your mortgage sooner and stuff like that. I think Branch can provide a lot of value there. We're just still trying to figure out how to do that without, like I said, being a lot of noise. Okay. Um, corporate social responsibility, what does that mean to you and to your efforts? Um, do you have kind of a defined CSR approach? Uh, and, and if so, you know, what does that look like uh, in, in what you're doing, especially kind of that bigger community? And, and it seems like it's a very one-to-one -one, uh, engagement to begin with. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, for us, we don't have anything that's defined and out there yet. Uh, but I do think the simplest, the simplest way to answer this is that at Branch, we believe in getting each other's backs. And that is, you know, woven into us. That is the core of our foundation. That's the reason Branch was founded. Uh, and I think if you spoke to anyone on the Branch team, any of our 32 members, you're going to hear that in and out. Um, and that also goes with how do we treat our clients? How do we treat their data? How do we connect with them? How do we you know, bother them, quote unquote, during the day. And um, it's, it's at the top of the minds for us all the time. You know, do I want 27 push notifications from you that, you know, someone has repinned my pin? No thanks, Pinterest, let's cool it down a little bit. So like all of these, these events that we're doing, we're obviously very thankful for any client that trusts themselves to be part of our community. And in that, I think comes the sense of responsibility to make sure that one, we're treating you well, and two, we're treating you the way that you want to be treated, and that comes from anything from when do we alert you, when do we contact you, to what we do with your data as well. Okay, great. When you look at uh, kind of data analytics, creating insight, uh, very important in today's uh, in a one-to-one -one customer experience, customer loyalty-based uh, approaches, and what are some of the challenges or opportunities you see around data and analytics? 
Yeah, so this one's fun for me. My background is actually in data analytics, um, and then I happen to fall into marketing. So data is at the core of every decision that I make. I do think the problem that we're running into is that buzzword of big data uh, has kind of come to fruition. There is so much data out there uh, and so much data about us. You know, I think as consumers, sometimes we forget how much data is readily available. I know we've had a few instances where a client has come to the site and put in their name and address and they're like, whoa, how do you know what cars I drive and the details of my house? And it's like, well, a lot of this stuff is pretty much readily available out there with a quick Google search on your name. So I think one of the issues that we're running into is, especially as being, you know, an early producer of this type of insurance, is how do we use the data to our benefit, but also how do we slowly use the data so that it doesn't freak out consumers? Um, I mean, I talked to friends numerous times, you know, where you're having a conversation and the next thing you know, you log into Facebook and you're getting served an ad for something that you were just talking about. And it, it's a scary experience, uh, but it is the world that we're living in. And so I think every marketer's dilemma right now is not necessarily how do I get more data? It's how do I take the data that I have, boil it down into something that makes sense, and then use it in an effective way. Right. Okay. Well, what's, what's the biggest challenge you face as a senior level marketer? And uh, maybe pre-COVID, but post-COVID, during, you know, how do you see that uh, challenge going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's just, you know, in my shoes, it's how do we continue to adjust? Marketing is changing every single day. Uh, it's a fun place to play. And there are other marketers right now that are doing new and innovative things daily, you know. So how do we continue to take the data that we have to continue to work on messaging, to continue to customize this experience, uh, even more so as people are going online for the majority of their events, the majority of their purchasing. Um, everyone is just expecting a better and better and better experience every single time. It's unacceptable these days to have even a, a remotely less better experience, right? Um, an equal experience is even frustrating for consumers. So it's just every day you have to walk in and think, how do I get better? How do I get better? We actually have a route at Branch uh, that's called Be Dissatisfied with Today. Um, and it's one of our main core ideas in the company is, listen, like what we did August, September of last year, we needed to do to get where we are today, but how are we dissatisfied with what we're doing to continue to get better and better at it? Um, I come from the Quicken Loans family company as we also had an ism on this, which is be obsessed uh, with finding a better way. And I think that is the biggest challenge for marketers right now is how do we continue to get better day over day? How do we continue to give our consumers what they're looking for in an even better way? Excellent. What is the next big thing for customer experience, customer loyalty, maybe in your industry or, or maybe in general? Yeah, I mean, I think loyalty is becoming such a hot topic. I'm so glad that you guys are covering this. It's kind of one of those, uh, you know, slowly moving things that isn't really talked about a whole lot. Um, but again, I was doing some research last night. There's People belong to about 15 loyalty programs, um, but they're only active in about six of them, right? So that means there's probably, you know, nine programs that I signed up for because I thought I saw value in. And for whatever reason, I stopped seeing value in that. And at that point in time, that's a risk of losing that consumer, especially in the insurance space. Insurance is going so much more digital. The shopping events are happening so much more um, that for us, 
it's hard. You can't risk losing that consumer that you've already spent a ton of money to acquire. And I think some people have that backwards. I think, um, you know, a lot of companies and businesses think, oh, well, I spent so much to acquire you, I can just spend it again and acquire another you. Uh, but really, I think it's so much cheaper just to keep that person and have an honest conversation with them. When they call in and they're frustrated and they're looking for something, how do we stop? How do we listen? Um, but also, as we start moving more and more digital, instead of having someone at the other end of that phone, how do I make my website stop and listen and understand what you're looking for and really get to the root of the problem and figure out a productive way for us to, you know, solve that problem together. Okay, great. And, and what can we do as a trade association for customer loyalty to help you? And we have hundred some members, we meet uh, several times a month, we're doing some research, we help brands with RFIs and RFPs. What can we do to help you in, in your search to enhance the efficacy of your efforts? Yeah, I mean, I think the research is fascinating. I mean, you heard me say I spent my Sunday night reading up on some of this, uh, which probably tells you a little bit about how my Sunday nights go. But <laughs> I think the research on this is fascinating. The more that you can continue to share that um, and really help us answer where are we going in this in this whole loyalty concept? What what is next in loyalty? Um, and kind of what are consumers expecting out of a loyalty program? I think the more that we can get some insight into that, the better we can make this um, for everybody. And again, I think it goes back to the branch foundation of you know if the community is satisfied, it makes it better for everybody. Um, and getting each other's back. Never would I want to put out a loyalty program that's frustrating or clunky. Um, we want to be the best. We want to be the easiest for you to use. So how do we continue to use that research, hear what consumers are saying, take it to heart, and make it even better? Okay. That's awesome. That's great. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, Kim. It was very interesting to uh, learn something new on Monday. I always uh, uh, love to uh, figure out industries and how they do certain things. Definitely uh, kind of a unique discussion. Look forward to hearing more about Branch uh, throughout the remainder of the year and going into 2021. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.